around a properly written from books, music, movies, TV shows, or anything else in the universe, and you, the listener, tell us, is that your final answer? My name is Paul, and this evening I'm joined by my usual co-hosts, Cameron and Michael. Guys, how's it going? Um, it's going good, man. Um, it's busy. Life is busy. I've been doing a lot of painting, Michael, a lot of painting. Ooh, uh, do tell. Yeah, not the kind of painting you're probably interested. I'm painting shutters and fences. So um <laughs> that's uh that's about it. But I enjoy I enjoy painting, not artistically. I just enjoy painting. Um it is so, art. yeah, it is, it is. So I busted out a lot of my gear, you know, bought some new paint, some more new primer, you know, stuff like that, sand and paper. So um it's been a a busy week we have a area of our backyard where i keep like all my lawn equipment and julian loves to now run over there so i bought like a little you know semi sturdy picket fence in pieces and now i'm painting it so it looks halfway decent before i put it up so that's what i've been working on what's your hourly rate um either a five pack of modelo or um 10 bucks Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. See how the math on that works out. (laughs) And uh, listeners, this evening uh, we're going to do another one of our sort of competition drafts. We've done a few of these in the past. Uh, Cameron put together the all-time box office record draft. Um, I think Cameron, your birthday episode would kind of count as one of these Mm competition-based. It's coming back next year. Get ready. It's going to be even harder. So uh, as in the past, when we have one of these drafts, one of us has to set it up and then obviously we can't engage in the competition. Um, so uh, my wife, Elena, has agreed to come back on the podcast, a multi- multi-time returning guest. Elena, welcome on to the show. Yay. So Elena was on for the Serial Killers episode, the disney side characters episode if you need the, the whole gamut of her personality and um also hopped on to the um as sort of a bonus episode tacked on to the end of our best tv commercials of all time so she uh, has a marketing background and evaluated those are our picks for us there. i feel like that was around for thanksgiving too yes you, you, the wives came on and they uh yeah. they guessed who the meals Right. That was Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, well, wives and future wives at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I, Michael, I, was, I was like, is that a band? No, it's Mr. Wives. That's what I was trying to think of. Mr. Wives. Uh, yes. That's a good band. I like Mr. Wives. Welcome back. And uh, Cameron, I, I wanted to ask before you get too far away from it was the paintbrush one of the tools that you drafted in the tool draft? <gasps> I think it was, was I it think not? it was, yeah. Yes, it was. yes, yes. So Mostly I'm, to keep myself calm. Like you said, very therapeutic. I'm going to need it because I only have four other tools. I'm going to be very stressed there you go. my job. So I'll just paint something when I'm, I'm kind of overworked mentally. Yes, yes, got the, got the brush. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're sticking with the stipulations of the tool draft that you'd have yeah. to use those. Yeah. All, how are those wrenches coming along? I was about to say, meanwhile, over here, <laughs> we have an overabundance of wrenches. That's right. The most helpful of all tools. 
I really thought about uh, getting y'all grooms, grooms and gifts. Oh, that, that would have been, yeah. It would have been cool if you got us like the five things we drafted. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been sweet. That's a, you, but or or maybe just like you get you get Paul like the most like elaborate wrench set like there is on the market. <laughs> just like every known <laughs> wrench there is, you know. Uh, uh, you know, Michael, if you had showed up to your wedding with some bags of tools, some people might have had some questions. Just like we have questions for our listeners every week. That's right. It is question and answer time. All right. So, um, can can we have a can we have a joint? podcast nitpick before we get into question and answer time here (laughs) so anchor does this thing where it alerts you when you have a new comment on one of your q a's you get an email about it and there is a uh, notification icon that turns on in the anchor app that indicates a new comment however there is no way to see what episode that comment is on you can only see that you have a new comment so it's not on our new episode. Somebody has left a comment on an older episode. So I would like to go see it, but I don't know which one. So I, oh, in, no. I, I would have to go through every episode. So if you commented on an old episode, <laughs> please go comment on the yeah. newest episode so I guess, that we know where to go. I guess I'll check and see if maybe on the desktop it works better. But for now, I'm going to go to our most recently released episode. May, probably not the most recently released as the time of when this will actually drop at the time of recording, which is the Saturday Night Live episode Gentry guested on that one. Um, and we're going to have a comment here from Jordan. So as we point out, Jordan is our most frequent commenter, uh, but we've had some comments from other people the last few weeks to try and get a little variety in. But uh, we also uh, don't want to just completely move away from Jordan as our most loyal question and answer person here. So stop praising Jordan and his fanciness. Hey, we, we need more participation like Jordan. So yes, we're going to keep being... his episodes are the most listened to. Uh, hey, Elena, Elena, you want to make some comments? If you well, may she... make some comments. Then I make you can comments, make some live, comments Okay. You can make some comments, then you can make some comments on the show. <laughs> so yeah, so Elena, <laughs> the serial killer episode was the most listened to episode of all time until two of Jordan's jumped over it. But I think the problem is just that Star Wars and the Coen brothers are more universally liked than serial killers trying to murder each other. Probably, probably. So what's what's the question? All right. So the question we had um, was who's your favorite SNL cast member of all time? Um, So Jordan responded uh, while narrowing it down to one absolute favorite cast member is impossible. Bill Hader Stefan was a favorite of my college days, which is one reason why Gentry got my vote. So Uh-oh. there you go. The Bill Hader pick uh, worked out for Gentry for at least one vote in that episode. So, thank you, Jordan, for the comment. And listeners, uh, at the end of every episode, including this episode, uh, if you have the Spotify mobile app, there's a place for you to leave a comment um, to a open-ended question that we put there and we will read it 
out on an episode in the future if you leave one there. We can also pin it so anyone on Spotify gets to see your comments. So check that out if you're uh, interested in appearing uh, briefly on the show. I think Gentry mentioned that he had changed spots each show that he's been on. So did he go third last time? Uh, yes, he did go third for As SNL. Worked so, out for him. That's right. All right. So that's our question and answer time for this episode. And uh, we're not done with questions, however, because this episode is going to be trivia based. So what I've done is I've got five pieces of trivia, written questions around them. And uh, I am going to have you all draft the answers to those trivia questions. Now, the way this works is there's five questions. Each question has four potential answers written down, one of which is the correct answer, three of which I have written. You can draft in any order you want, and I'm gonna pull the questions up here on the, on the screen in a minute, so you'll have a visual component. Um, but you're going to eventually draft one answer to each of the questions. So you're never gonna be locked into an answer, right? Because there's gonna be one leftover answer for each question, so you won't be locked into it, but you wanna end the draft with as many correct answers as possible. So there's sort of two games happening here, right? One is which one of you can beat the others in getting the most correct answers, but also there's the, there's the potential that you leave enough correct answers undrafted that the house has more correct answers left on the board than anyone else has. So at the end of this, the house could win the competition. Would you ever purposely do that? No. Right? What do you mean? But why would you not draft the correct answer? Well, you it, know it. yeah, you, you, unless you know the correct answer to all of these. Cameron's very confident he's going to already know five for five. The I mean, I, I, I know. A I lot intentionally asked if I was going to embarrass myself. And Paul said he picked questions that none of us should know. Yes. Okay. I, I don't oh. think. Got it. Yeah. That makes more sense now. Now I know what you're saying. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now, maybe you've heard of this, but basically what I'm what I'm thinking is you're going to try and draft the answers you feel like seem the most correct early on, the ones you might have the most confidence in. But I'm hoping nobody is 100% sure of any particular answer. Now, uh, for the listeners, the way this is going to work is I've got a sheet. I'm going to link in the episode notes if you do better reading than listening. Um, I'm going to read the questions out when I share it to you. Um, and then I, I don't want to just sit here and read everything at the top, right? So what will happen is when you go to draft on your pick, before you announce what answer you're drafting, tell me what question it's for so I can remind the listeners what the answers are for that question. Does that make sense? That way people kind of know what you're drafting from. Okay. So I'm not auditory. Yes. Let me make sure that I think I understand what's going on. You're going to show us a whole bunch of questions mm -hmm. with answers. Yes. One of which is correct. Yes. When it is my turn, mm -hmm. I get to pick any of those questions. Right. Preferably the one that I feel strongly Well, about. you're going to eventually draft one answer for each question. Okay. But say I feel like I know question seven. Yeah. I can pick question seven and say I'm drafting answer B. Yes. Okay, and, and then everybody else 
can then yeah. pick a question and their answer, but nobody else can pick seven B. Right. No, nobody else can take the answer. I right. still nobody have else to can take B. I can so take there's C. only there's only five questions. So everyone's okay. going to have one answer to each of the five questions. Here, let me okay. show you the let me show you the sheet. Okay, can everyone see the whole sheet? Yeah. Share. Can you see through question five? So uh -huh. there's five questions, right? First question is, what is a tomaton? And then I have four answers for that. So everyone is going to draft one answer. So there will be one answer for that question remaining, and then you will each have an answer for that. You just you don't have to draft that in the first round. You can jump around to the questions based on your confidence level. Got it. And then at the end, we'll see who has the most correct answers drafted for these questions. But but you're right, Elena. Not for to, like Tomaton. If you guessed A, so I'm stepping over the thing here, but um, I can't take A right. for number one anymore. Correct. So I have to so guess have B, to C, or B, D. C, or yeah. D for that. Yeah. One. Right. So I'm going to read the five questions for the listeners here, and then, like I said, uh, whoever's picking first, if you want to pick the Tomaton question announce that and then I'll read the answers so that the listeners can hear the answers. Right. So the five questions are, one, what is a tomaton? Two, what year was the first vending machine invented? Three, the PAM in PAM cooking spray is an acronym that stands for what? Four, who was Margaret Howe Lovett? And then five, Ilham Sadat Asghari set a Guinness record by swimming 4.2 kilometers while wearing what? So those are five trivia questions and they each have four answers. But like I said, I don't want to spend 10 minutes reading at the top because I don't think people will retain that. So we will announce some of the answers as we go. Elena, as you know, as a returning guest, the other, uh, our usual practice is that the guest who comes on the show gets to select where in the draft order they would like to go, first, second, or third. So what would you like to do for this episode? Oh, well, um, okay. I think I'm gonna go with third because that way I can hear the logic of a couple of these answers before I make a selection and then make a second one. Okay. And then uh, Michael and Cameron, do we want to flip a coin for Michael? Do you want to flip or do you want to? I, I'll take first if you don't care. <laughs> I do care. Okay, then let's flip. Does anyone have a coin or should I pull up the digital? Why don't you pull up the digital? Oh, this is fancy. Let me call it because last time Michael <laughs> did not <laughs> call it. Uh, well, let's see. All right, let's, yeah, let's just. If you have a, if you just have an automatic picker. All right. Okay, hang on. Are you going to call it, Cameron? All right, I'll go three, two, one, yeah. call. All right, three, two, one. Got it. Tails. Tails. All right, so Cameron, and I'm assuming you want the number one pick here. I'm going to go one. I, I don't think I know any of these, but I, there's a couple that I think. I, the odds are in my favor okay. versus the other one. So I don't want somebody more than that. I don't want somebody to pick that question and get rid of maybe okay. the one I was leaning toward where I, I'll be, you're right, Paul. I don't <laughs> that know. Was, that was the goal. Stuff, so. 
So, so they're like toss ups, but there is one or two where I'm like, mm, I don't think it's that one and that answer. So I have like a 50 50 shot. So I don't want somebody to take my 50 All shot right. away from well, me. Well, I think we're good to go unless anyone has any other questions. All right. So, Cameron, which question are you going to draft an answer from first? So, there's two questions on here that I feel like I said that I feel like the answer is probably really between two, maybe three of the, the answers. I could be wrong. You may be great at throwing me off your sense here, Paul, but uh, I'm going to go with number five okay. the swimming. I'm going to go with the swimming. So, so for the listeners, um, the question was Ilham Sadat Asghari set a Guinness world record by swimming 4.2 kilometers while wearing what? And the options are a three piece suit, a backpack full of beanie babies, nothing, so totally in the nude or handcuffs. Yeah, so I I don't think I think people have swam nude various distances. So I just don't I don't think that's it. Um, I don't think a three piece suit is exciting. I don't know why somebody would do that. <laughs> that doesn't feel like a record. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Um, and I feel like Beanie Babies is too specific. Handcuffs sounds like the thing that would be a record to to to, to amount to. So I'm gonna go with handcuffs. I'm gonna go with handcuffs on number five, swimming 4.2 kilometers with handcuffs. Going handcuffs here, um, and I'll also. So I I was trying to put 4.2 kilometers in a sort of a reference point. Um, and I, I looked it up in yards, and if I'm remembering correctly, I think it would be essentially swimming the length of a football field five times. I think you went to ten yards. So, um, okay. for for uh, just for reference for the uh, uh, non-kilometer using listening audience, which I think is at least some of our. Uh, we have some international listeners, so maybe not all of our audience, but. Uh, for the Americans listening, I believe that's the reference point. All right, so Cameron going with handcuffs. He doesn't think the uh, the other options here sound like a real Guinness record. We'll see if he's correct at the end. Uh, so that gives him his answer. Michael, that puts you on the clock. Okay. Cameron, I like the logic. That is not the one that I wanted to answer first, so I'm okay. glad. I'm okay. glad. Okay. Uh, I want to pick an answer for number two. That was the that was the other one. I said there's right. two, and I was so like, number that one's two. Seems... That question was, what year was the first vending machine invented? The options for that one are 50 BCE. Then the following are all CE: 743, 1856, or 1947. Okay, so. I am basing this on something that I saw in the past year and I thought it was astounding and it was Greek. So I'm going to go with A, 50 BCE. And it was something that you put a coin into and the weight triggered a mechanism which poured out X amount of liquid until the lever went back up and closed it. And it was absolutely awesome. So if that's what we're talking about, vending machine, I think that might be the answer. Michael taking the oldest option off the board here. We'll see if uh, he's correct or thinking a little too ancient. Cameron, was that the one you, you said you thought about answering this question? Was that, was, was that the answer you would have gone with? 
Well, I didn't say I would have. I, I didn't. I thought 1947. It, I don't know. Right. It feels too late. Well, you don't. You don't have to tell us which late. one you would feels, take. I, but you don't want to give because okay, Elena right, could still right. draft right. the other one. Well, 1947 seems about right. Okay. That's probably what I'll so pick. There you go. Um, all right, Elena, did you have any uh, any inclinations on either of those two questions right off the bat? Um, actually, yes, I was going to take five, um, and I wanted Cameron's answer, okay. but hold on, now I'm having to reassess. That's what's tricky about this draft is uh, you might not get right. exactly what you want, so now, <laughs> now you have to choose what might be the best question to go with to possibly yeah. have a right answer. Okay because there's an answer that I want to be correct. Okay. I'm gonna take number four. Okay. So for the listeners, number four, the question is who was Margaret Howe Lovett? The answers to that is a 16 year old girl who rode with Paul Revere, a naturalist who NASA funded in an attempt to teach a dolphin to speak English, a medieval English woman who conned nobles into buying medicinal potions that were actually just filled with dog urine, or the person who invented Lifesavers candy, however, never profited from it because the invention was stolen by a man named Ed Condor, who then sold the candy to Mars Incorporated. Okay, so I'm torn here. I'm going to go with my gut, but I think my husband might be trying to trick me. Um, I, <laughs> I want to, I'm going to pick C. Okay. I want it to be the little witch selling dog pee to the nobles, <laughs> please. Even though that feels a little on the nose for me. And um, that's okay. I'm going to pick that one because I really want it to be true. So Elena going with nobles purchasing dog urine. People have bought some crazy stuff as medicine, even knowing what it was. So um, that's a that's a point in the favor, guys. What do you think of that one? I think the name does sound old English. You know, it sounds like some sort of <laughs> could be a, a noble person's. Yeah, it seems um, it seems legit. I, 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 this one's a tough one. It's a tough one, um, but that one certainly piqued my interest a little bit more than the other three. I'm just trying to figure out how you came up with all these answers. That's why I'm worried. <laughs> this man lives with well, me. Well, I bet I you. I love potions. I, I, let, let me ask you this, Paul, and maybe you're like, I can't answer that in yeah. draft or it might give too much away, but are any of these answers true, but for another person? Uh, you mean like for, for this one specifically? I'm wondering, well, yeah, I'm wondering, you, Michael was like, um, how did you make this up? Was well, it possible they're true? You just, they're not for, they're not right. for Margaret Howell. Um, like, I'll say, I don't want to give too much away. I'll say for this one and number five, together, there is one answer that was sort of based on someone else. Um, or no, there, yeah, there's, there's a couple. So yeah. But I'm lumping that in with five, okay. so I don't narrow it down too much here. Okay. All right. So you went with the medieval English woman uh, making medicinal potions. Uh, depending on the answer to number two, maybe she had a vending machine to distribute <laughs> the potions with. We're not sure yet. 
but you do get the back-to-back picks here. So what is the second trivia question that you would like to answer? Okay, I think I think I want to do three. Okay, so for the listeners, three is the PAM in PAM cooking spray is an acronym that stands for, and the options are particulate aerosol manufacturer, pressurized adhesive for meals, product of Arthur Mayerhoff, or premier atomized margarine. Okay, so I'm going to, well, I want to walk you through my thought process here, but I'm afraid (laughs) that it would share too much information if I have picked the wrong answer. Okay. As a marketer, I made a decision. (laughs) I'm going to go with C. Okay. Gosh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. You know, I don't like this question because they all <laughs> seem like something that like you wouldn't like necessarily be all like, no way. And that's, that's really what it's named. And so I was hoping you picked another one because they all sound legit. And then I was like, then I'll go with <laughs> Arthur Meyerhoff. I was like, that's what I'll do. I'll wait till one's gone and then I'll take I mean, Arthur it's Meyerhoff, an old so. school product. And I don't know if you've right. ever met a man, but they tend to be very proud of the things that they do. Well, we'll look here on here on the Cameron draft hour. Um uh we don't know much about so that. So that's where that's what I was thinking there <laughs> was that although there was one other that I was tempted by. Okay. I don't know. My gut is saying that a dude came up with this idea and was like, I don't have a name for it. Put my name on there. And they're like, we can't sell an item that says author Meyerhoff to women. They're not going to buy it. So he said, okay, call it Pam. Yeah, like that. All right. Mm-hmm. So there, and Elena keeping the possibility mm-hmm. alive that she sweeps the board, taking all the C answers. Oh, shoot. So she's I got did two, pick two C's. She's got two C's. Uh, so oh. potentially, depending on what the guys do. Hey, there's there's got to be two of <laughs> at least one. But you know, uh, so, you but know? I like that you uh, you you went sort of the the feminist route with your first two answers here. You were like, one, I know what these uh, misogynistic men in the the 40s or whatever were thinking. And then two, I hope these rich guys were getting conned into buying dog urine by this. Hey, if you're a marketer, you learn to identify your brand and go with it. Go. All right. Just live on the feminism train. Mm. Thanks. All right. Well, that gives us at least one. Well, it gives us exactly one uh, answer taken from four of the five questions. So, Michael, you're back on the board. You can either go for whatever you want from the uh, question number one or go ahead and double up and take a second answer from one of the remaining questions. Oh, I didn't think about that. I I am looking at number one and. I I not having any strong inclinations. It's a tough one. My initial mm-hmm. was oh no, I'll wait, I'll say that. I I I wish I had uh cooked more at this point to maybe know a little bit more about number three. Gotta read those labels. I know. 
I, I think I want to throw in an answer okay, for that Michael one, though. Also going for Pam. So remaining answers are particulate aerosol manufacturer, pressurized adhesive for meals, or premier atomized margarine. I believe it's a vegetable cooking oil. And it seems to be kind of the trend for that kind of spray can. I would have guessed it came from the time where they're talking about atomizing things. So I'm going to, I'm going to take D off the board here. Man, that's interesting. I, I, I don't know. And we can talk freely here now because there's no other pick on, on, you know, I mean, I, I guess I have to pick it. You could try and get me to not pick one of them, but um, atomized, is it atomized? What is it? Doesn't that mean on, an, on a molecular level? Like, See, and, and this is where I, I am struggling between a couple of them, but I lean toward a marketing term rather than probably the actual science for it. Right. But, but they're not, they don't showcase the words behind the. But did they at some point and then okay, truncate it to Pam? Maybe. Okay. That's possible. You know, maybe so, they're like, we're yeah. premier atomized margarine. Yeah. Spray, spray, spray. And then they're like, oh, we'll just go by Pam now. Everyone knows what we are. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. But I don't know their brand story. So, Paul, you'll get to do some educating. All right. Well, both of you, though, basing <laughs> your selection on a marketing strategy. Uh, rather than what you think, uh, uh, maybe maybe not a direct description of the product, but more either marketing or, I guess, ownership <laughs> slash marketing. Well, Cameron, um, you have no reason to go for Pam. You can save that one towards the end there, although you will eventually have to tell yeah. us which of the two you're going to go with. So we still have one question with no answers drafted. Gosh, that's a tough one. What is a... Tomatan. 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 Um, Take your pick. Tomatan. I'm a Tomatan man. <laughs> if you have to say it, you're not. <laughs> um. Oh man, this is tough. One day we need to make a super cut of any time we've said I'm a blank man we've done it several times we just need to... i mean i love I think, oh, brother. I, I think it's mostly i think it's mostly michael though I, I love that movie i love it oh man okay i think i'm gonna leave number okay, two alone not going for the vending machine um well after michael telling me he saw this video i i have an inkling that he's right you know about his ancient <laughs> greek but that's no. not ancient Greece. Oh, did you say Roman? You what did you say? Did you, what did you say, Michael? Right, but but did you say Greek or Roman? Michael what did you Greek. say? Well, in 50 BC, that's all past the peak of the Greeks. Is it not? Obviously, they're still around, but I but could also know. be playing Balderdash with you all and just make up stuff. Is that a bald joke? Are you making up a comment? Hmm? Also, I did not <laughs> very mature for a very second. Mature consider the fact that you could have made that up. <laughs> Is that re now reshaping your I am now of everything very upset <laughs> that Michael just lied to me. <laughs> I mean, if it had been Cameron, it'd be oh, one man. thing. So, but Michael, don't lie. I Friends kinda, don't lie. When I fool, 
when I fool people, when people say I fooled them, it's when I've told them the truth. That's usually when they're like, I could have swore you were probably messing with me. And I was like, I was banking on that and I got you. I told you exactly what happened. Um, so I'm going to leave two alone and I think I'm going to go back to back. Um, I'm going to go four one just cause I'm, I'm still thinking on one. Um, so I have a problem with four. I think I have an answer that I know is not correct. I feel pretty good about it not being correct. I won't say which one. Um, so that, and then one's gone. I mean, I do like the, the medieval English woman who sold a dog urine to, um, nobles, you know, F those guys, man. Uh, so I got a 50, 50 shot on the residual answers. Cause I think one's wrong. Um, I'm going to go with a 16-year-old girl who rolled with Paul Revere. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a, a you know, it's a three-name thing they did back <laughs> in the day, right? She's either old uh, so or a serial right. killer. Margaret Howe, love it, that's the right? Right. Not um, a serial killer. I know, I, I vaguely thought I remember hearing about some girl being involved in that night in some regard. Hmm. So I, I maybe I'm I'm just manufacturing it in my head, kind of a Mandela effect type thing. But I could have swore they were something like that. So I don't know the name, but I'm gonna go with 16 year old girl Rose so Paul Revere. This as a reminder, the other options he could have gone with was a naturalist who NASA funded in an attempt to teach a dolphin to speak English, and uh, someone who invented lifesavers candy, but then had the invention or the recipe taken from them and sold uh, before they could profit from it. So. Those were the two Cameron did not choose. Going with a 16-year-old girl riding with Paul Revere. So, uh, Elena, you're, you drafted the other option, the potion option. How do you think Cameron's pick kind of compares to your pick? Do you feel fairly confident you're more correct than Cameron? Or I'm going with I am manifesting this answer. Okay. Um, however, I'm now experiencing some Mandela effect <laughs> and Cameron has me convinced I have also heard this story I quit I don't know I, nothing's true nothing don't y'all remember this girl right right Maggie Howe yeah yeah I, I don't know friend. Um, I don't know um all right well everyone's got two <sighs> answers Cameron you've got the back-to-back You've been avoiding, everyone's avoiding uh, num number one here. He's going with number one. Okay. He said it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I, I got to go to one. I just, two, if I'm so unclear, I'm unsure right, so, here with so two. For the listeners, um, number one is what is a, a tomaton or a tomaton? Um, I'm, I'm not going to give a correct pronunciation here, but the answers are a round auto-inflating tube that is used to travel downhill during mountain rescues a robot that feeds you tomatoes, a block of cheese that is made from reindeer milk, or a flesh-colored sock that is worn by actors when they are filming nude scenes. Cameron stumped on which one to go with. I, uh, this is one where I, I'm probably the least confident on anything, and I'm not confident on anything, so I'm just, it's kind of wild. But there is one that I don't think it is. What, what is this concept here? Like, I, I'm kind of like, I don't want to pick it because I want somebody to pick it to narrow my pick down. 
but that doesn't that doesn't do give me any advantage so it. i don't know why why would i want that why would i but why would i want that why would i say somebody else pick first <laughs> so that i can narrow my that gives me no advantage of why so i don't know what that psychological you know tendency is called um if somebody does know please write a comment um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with A. I'm gonna go with A. I, I, it's something about the the word toboggan and tomatin hmm. has got me thinking it's related to snowy sled like things. Maybe there's a root um, word in common so, there. Yeah, something. I don't know. I mean, it's only two two letters, but maybe not, or maybe it's the the the, the suffix, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with. It sounds like something you know that I know nothing about. So um, uh, maybe, maybe I'm I'm right. I feel like I've. If it's D, I'm gonna be a little upset at myself because I like to think of myself as a person who knows a lot about you know visual media, oh, and I would have wish I, I I learned about you know tomatins. Um, and would, would know about how the industry, you know, I know some things about how like they cut sheets differently so that it looks right when they're laying in bed and, and things like that. Um, so that. Exactly. Right. So I never heard of the, the tomato. You haven't heard of so. this, Elena? What, so what you, why do y'all know so much about this? What are you talking about? What is an L-shaped sheet? Well, so. You yeah, know, they cut the sheet like, so uh, that the, the like woman the can post sex scene. You know. Man and woman are laying in bed, but you it's it's you're maybe a PG 13 movie, so you can't show a lot of breasts, but you want to show the man's. <laughs> you can show <laughs> some, you like just can't show a lot. And then, if you but you want to show the six pack abs on the guy. So, what you have is the girl has pulled the sheets up over her breasts, but the man has the sheets down so that his the chest is the showing. So, what they do is they cut. A sheet into like an L, so that that's man... not just a normal sheet. <laughs> no, because they and, they don't okay. want it to look like my issue. They my don't issue want it to be at like an angle. Is you said the words, you know how when when you started <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you know how? Know yeah. how when? I've never considered when. You don't spend a lot of your free time thinking you, about you, how you, sex scenes you, in movies are produced. No. I mean, th- they obviously look very uh, manufactured, but I mean, the way they would sit, like it's perfectly folded. It's like somebody made the bed mm-hmm. while they were in it and the sheet lays perfectly like across her chest. And then it, the, you do not see how it like, angles down like a real sheet would and then it's perfectly nope. made right across his waist you know the traditional maybe the traditional be- post-coitus bed making maybe it's just that i watched it's an art entirely too much bridgerton and they just forego the probably sheet. yeah no no sheets, no sheets. We sheets. i mean i'm aware so. of the existence of intimacy coordinators that's a thing mm-hmm. They exist to make sure that the scenes look realistic and that everybody feels comfortable and this is all fine, support sex workers, all that. Like I, I'm I'm team intimacy coordinator and all of this jazz. I had no idea that they cut the sheets. Mm-hmm. It's true. So as for the robot that feeds you, it's so crazy. It might be true, but it's not. I just, I don't know. I couldn't pull myself. And then the block of cheese made from reindeer milk. 
Maybe. I mean, that's a, that's a literal maybe. <laughs> I do not know. So I, 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 I took the one that I had at least some sure. aspect that I was like, I see a link. So that's why I went with it. Also, I mean, I got it. I got two A's now. Um, Michael's got an A the I feel C. good about. So I, I think he might the be going C heavy A here. Still alive Paul, that's true. She's going straight C's. Yep. There used to be a local radio show that had a morning game and it was called The Answer is Always C. Oh, I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And there were so many callers that did not understand the Some game. Some people did not. Yeah. They'd was be that like, not a trick <laughs> in high school? Were y'all not taught like you don't know the answer, guess C? Okay. Yeah. I didn't make that up. Just think, to, statistically that you're going to get something right. Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's a quarter answers. Doing I, a different guess every time you have to guess. I mean, now I feel incredibly self-conscious about my C's. <laughs> but, but we just but, need, the thing is, we just need conversation topics in these kind of episodes. So we're going to rattle, we're going to rattle all kinds of things off. It's okay. I can feel self-conscious about just about anything. So... Lane, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all a, a nice hell sheet for Christmas. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, Michael, what uh, what answer are you gonna give your team for Christmas here? For number one, all of these things sound like plausible things that exist. Why did That's we let good. the man who writes That'd tests be... for a living write the answers? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. These these all sound like things that could exist. Uh, I, I do like the idea of a, a, a self-inflating tube for mountain <laughs> rescues. That sounds like something that should you exist. You could put it in the, in the same uh, Cameron. Just, <gasps> there the you go. Goodest boys. They, yeah. So literally all the St. Bernard has to do is like pull a tab <laughs> and be near the person that they're rescuing. This is the next Disney pull movie. Just the I need Bernard's to be a, down a hill. so badly now. It's just a, like a life raft, but it encapsulates them and the injured person. So you have just to ride the with the doggo. And snuggle yeah, him yeah, the they're just bailing down, down. I just I just kick it over that Mike was like, you know, the dog just pulls this to have like the Hey, they are they are smart, they are trained. <laughs> they are they are more than modern. I want to ride in a bubble there. with Beethoven yeah. down the There you go. So much slobber. Care. So much slobber in that. <laughs> so with the the idea of Tomaton sounding like toboggan. You, you know how well that worked out for us during the Ikea draft. <laughs> yeah, us doing word association with the Ikea names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that may or may not work out here. I don't know. Uh, I had a question. I don't know if you can clarify this or not, but I when I just first glancing looked at the answers, I read a flesh-colored sock worn mm-hmm. by actors, and I did not read the last half of it. So... Um, can you can you tell us are they wearing it as socks? No, it's um it's like a modesty thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well, one could one could wear it. As I mean, so then you just look like you don't have toes. That's what I want in a sex scene. Is I don't like it. A man Chrissy. with no toes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I. I feel like that thing exists, 
but I don't know its name. I think it it might exist too. I mean, uh, I'm like, pretty sure I'm, I've I, I've heard actors talk about what they have to wear. It does exist. Um, I know that it exists. Uh, unlike knowing that the L-shaped sheets exist, that thing exists. <laughs> That's interesting, Elena. That, that 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 that's that's interesting. I'm not sure. <laughs> I agree with your frustration. How do you know? Why would L-sheet? they need to cut the sheet? You guys haven't, you guys, you guys haven't heard about things. the sock they wear. <laughs> Come on. Conceptually, it oh makes goodness. a lot more sense. I don't Someone know. call Holly. I need backup. <laughs> For for one, I think we, we are... for we only have L sheets in this house. Someone call Holly. I'm, I'm always, I need backup. I'm, I'm always always bare chested. No, you, you got in, them the to actually reverse it. You want to cover more than Holly does. So. <laughs> I'm so cold. I need to cover. <laughs> I'm just now picturing you've got two sets of L sheets and you just basically make one giant sheet. One, re- one regular sheet but with a, a slit down the middle so it just doesn't function at all. <laughs> but your feet like are very warm. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, I think for number one, there's, there's still multiple answers that I would be okay with. We're getting to a point where it's I, I think I'm going to take number five here and choose a three-piece okay, so suit. this is the Guinness World Record for swimming. Uh, Cameron already selected handcuffs. The remaining options were three-piece suit, backpack full of Beanie Babies, or in the nude. And Michael is selecting a three-piece suit. I, I believe a 5K is something like 3.2 miles, right? Yeah. So this is, you know, over two miles. So in a three-piece suit, that might be, I mean, I feel like it's doable by someone that's in great shape and that would be a, a difficult feat. So I, I'm hoping, fingers crossed. So Cameron, uh, he's moving in on your question here. How do you feel? Uh, you felt pretty confident on handcuffs, uh, uh, which if you were gonna, if you didn't draft handcuffs, would three-piece suit have been in the running for you? Yeah, probably. Probably would be number two. Uh, I just, I don't like, I don't like C and I mean, backpack full of beanie babies. I mean, so then is it really just like a weighted backpack? I don't, I don't really get it. I don't get that answer. So it, yeah, I would have been probably a, if I had to get, if I had to pick one. And we don't have the year on this either. So that would tell you how important beanie babies were in the world. If we had, if we had a date on this thing. And C, C is still open. C is Elena, open. On that one. Not that it matters, but Elena, and, you cannot draft an A answer at this point. That's okay. Uh, so no, no A's can <laughs> come A's off the board for you. Um, Funnily enough, I didn't want any A's. Okay. Huh. Now, when they were filming him achieving this record, was he wearing automaton? Uh, I, I cannot... What 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 kind of a question is that? If he was wearing nothing, Cameron, that was if he was filmed at all. (laughs) (laughs) For the movie version of this, (laughs) this exciting Paramount (laughs) Pictures, they said he couldn't do it. Well, they said he shouldn't do it; that it was a waste of time. And he said, "Watch me." They said, "Don't bother. They've already done the Beanie Baby swim. It's not worth it." Well, 
Elena, you now are going to have some back-to-back -back picks. Okay. Um, you've got three questions that you need an answer for. Uh, only one of those questions, you're, you, you don't have a reason to take the swimming question because nobody else is going to draft it. But for one and two, you still have some control of the board here. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and take one. So my thought on this Originally, honestly, I was like, why is there not a Star Wars answer? Because this sounds like a Star Wars thing. And I know I'm thinking. Because he would know, we yeah. would know it okay. probably. But there's That's not. Um, and so I said there was no A that I wanted, but I actually, so I have a, I have a sheet where I wrote down. But anyway, um, I had written down A. So I had thought about that one, but then Michael pronounced it tomaton. And that sounds a lot like tomato to me. So I want to pick B because I'm pretty sure that that's not what they call the thing that they were. I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure. You and say tomato, I say tomato. And so I'm going to pick the tomato, tomato robot. One, because it does kind of sound like tomato. I didn't think it sounded like tomato until Michael said it that way, because I would have said tomaton. Um, but also, um, our daughter loves tomatoes. So I'm going to use her as my good luck charm and hope that that's what it is, because she would kill for a robot that just fed her tomatoes so relying on that you know we that is a common theme sometimes if we have a, a personal connection to a draft pick we'll just go for it so i mean can you imagine handing ada a robot that's sole that purpose just, was to feed her tomatoes yeah you said she would kill for it i say i would kill a robot i mean saying that i would not want i do tomatoes. not like tomatoes neither does paul Neither does our eldest, but Ada loves them. She's a fan. So she gets all of our tomatoes. Well, I, I don't think we need a third down rundown here because uh, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to just yeah. repeat the answers. Um, so I'll say. But can we just can we, can we just say we're not having a three round rundown? I, so I will, the, the one rundown I'll give here is that um, there's only one question that hasn't had two sort of picked from it. So the vending machine question, only Michael has selected an answer. Everything else, somebody is sort of locked into two answers. It just depends on which one of the two they're going to take. So snaking around, Elena, you're back up here. Um, and then you'll be left to answer the last one as the last pick in the draft. So uh, I'm assuming you might take a shot at the vending machine unless you just have no guess and want to go ahead and uh, answer the swimming question just to buy yourself some time. Um, I'm torn because I, I, thought, I thought I knew the answer to number two. Okay. I was actually like, very sure 
then I knew the answer to number two. And then Michael said <laughs> that he watched a video. And now I have I, I have no thoughts. So I don't know. Do I go with my original gut? Uh, this seems this seems like it should be a it's all about alley. confidence. Well, you can't go with Michael's video, so it's either your gut or <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, you just you just have to flip after Cameron drafts an answer. <laughs> but if Michael's gut or if Michael's video were true, then I might want to change my original mm. answer. Okay, so I, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I see, I see what you're saying, Elena. I think we might be on the same boat. So here. I'll just, I'll just do it. I want C. I'm just gonna go yeah. with my gut yeah. that 1856 yeah. was the first one. Yeah, that was my gut as well. And then when Michael said that thing, right. I was like, well, what do I do now? Obviously, I can't take A. And then you're in, you're like, okay, we'll do it at least go earlier. Maybe Michael was semi-right, but he got, you know, he's he's, he's an artist. He's not really into like the <laughs> historical and like factual. Yeah, I mean, you know, he calls it the oldie oldie times. He doesn't know what year it was, you know, so um, maybe he was wrong. So, you know, take B, but I, I'm, I'm with you. That's where I was. I was like, do I take B? Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. maybe it's earlier than mm-hmm. I thought it was. Right. And he gets plastered all the time. He was probably high when he was watching the show <laughs> or whatever. So you really can't even take his word high for it. High on those pencil shavings. <laughs> hey, are you wearing, you, you're going to vent, well ventilated room? <laughs> Why are you doing this, uh, this stuff? So I'll just go with, since apparently I'm picking C's other than oh, C here? the tomato yeah. answer. Do it. Oh my goodness. Just pick C. Uh, Cameron and I are playing very different versions of Balderdash. I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving uh, uh, answers here, and then Cameron's just playing a game of slander. <laughs> <laughs> hey, which I found out recently, uh, even if it's true in Japan, you can still be sued for saying something that is true about something that damages their reputation. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that though. <laughs> No, the no gossip law. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that gives you four answers. You're right. Three of them are three, C. Your C. Your C. Your C heavy. In the answers here. Uh, so, Michael, we've we've hit the point where um, you're sort of locked into two answers. Everyone's locked into two answers for everything left. So, it's really just a, a case of which one do you want to talk about first. So either the Tomaton or uh, Margaret Howe love it for you? I really think that the idea of her inventing something and then having it stolen is plausible. So I'm going to go with D, that Margaret Howe love it created lifesavers and maybe didn't have the patent. I don't know, but it was stolen by ed connor and sold to mars later i think that is a plausible story i was good at writing stories so it might very well be made up but uh there are plenty of instances in history where this this happened you know some someone uh was not credited with what they did so that means the one answer not selected for this one is a naturalist who NASA funded in an attempt to teach a dolphin to speak English. Now, Cameron, now, you said you were pretty sure one of these was not correct, which now that it's it just in the open, which one were you very fairly confident was not true? I felt pretty sure that D 
the Lifesavers one was not true. And I'll tell you why. My dad worked for Mars for about 15 years and Lifesavers is not a Mars product. Um, I, oh. I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's either Nestle or Wrigley, which Wrigley is now part of Mars, but at the time, no, it is I not a Mars product. Mm. So I, I didn't know about the stolen. I didn't know about the names, but the sold to Mars thing, I was like, oh. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Mars so, was one of my accounts. Well, there you go. That, you know, I so should I, have known. So that's what, that's why I was, I felt good. That's why, I mean, I like Elena C, the medieval woman who's selling mm-hmm. the, the urine to the nobles, but so then I, and I thought D was wrong. So I go, okay, I got a 50, 50 shot here. So I'll go, I'll go with one or A or B. So that's why I took that one pretty early. Okay. I don't think it's plausible that NASA is, is funding a naturalist <laughs> to teach dolphins unless we're living in a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy world. Always. That's the only, yeah. yeah that's, the, the, only, the only thing I could think of is like, they're trying to do something aquatic base where they don't have to have a human up there. Somehow it's easier to have a pool of water. I don't know. Uh, that's safer. Um, and, but somebody needs to be able to like hit certain switches at certain times. And so they're trying to train the dolphin it's the speak part like understand english is one thing but speak english i I, I just i'm with you i'm with you it just doesn't doesn't seem plausible i did not read that much into the answer now (laughs) wow as i'm bad at this as a teacher though if if the rest of the answer was true and it was literally that bit about mars that was the false bit sometimes i'm that tricky but rarely, like, I, I don't want to have a kid oh, stumble yeah, yeah. because of something like that. I'm like, Oh, I got gotcha. you sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 It's actually Mar incorporated not Mars. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm second guessing my entire life right now. <laughs> I did not read these answers carefully enough. Okay. Well, didn't even think about the fact I was like, okay, naturalist and teaching a dolphin to speak English actually speak. Like yeah, say right? words, I, yeah. not understand. Yeah, Didn't understand even... would be better, right? Uh, C- communicate in English. You know, I mean, I... I'm glad I went with the witch answer. <laughs> selling the selling the pee selling to the, the nobles. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the urine turns out to uh, be in town <laughs> when we get to the end here. Cameron, you've got either the vending machine date or what PAM stands for left for you here. And you're going to go back to back. So again, it's just, what do you want to talk about first? Yeah, I mean, 1947 just seems too late for a vending machine. Um, I don't think the answer is 743, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take 743 since uh, Michael's... Greco Vendo Machina is probably um, the true answer. Um, any Greek listeners, let me know if that's how you say uh, Greek vending machine. In, uh, <laughs> Greco uh, Machina. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be close, right? Ex Deus Machina. Is yeah. well, it's, 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 the, it's the vending. I said Vendo. I don't think that's what it is. Oh, okay. You had one of the words. Yeah, yeah. So. Sort of. Vendo Vidi Vici. <laughs> that's that's not it um also roman (laughs) uh so yeah 
We'll see. Uh, should I go straight on to Pam here? Yeah, let's do it. So Pam. Pam. So, oh, so I'll just say 1947 was the answer not selected for vending machines. So nobody thinks it took until the 20th century to get a vending machine. I just don't remember my grandmother talking about when the vending machine showed up. (laughs) (laughs) It was so exciting. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So Pam, the two options remaining, Cameron, are either particulate aerosol manufacturer or pressurized adhesive for meals. So it's the adhesive that bothers me. Is that a word? Yes. So adhesive is the opposite adhesive. Of adhesive. So oh. adhesive is something that makes something not stick. So it's not like flammable and inflammable. No, it, the same yeah, thing? it's not. Yeah, inflammable and flammable. If you don't know, no. both mean something can catch on fire. That's not the case. Okay, I well, feel then, like then, then, you then, defining then, this though sways answers because I, I did not know. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm learning six things in this draft because <laughs> yeah. I, I did not know adhesive was a word. Yeah, and you're kind of shattering. I mean, if my you think here. about I, it, like. Ab, A-B, is a normal prefix, and it does mean mm-hmm. anti or un. So mm-hmm. unadhesive, whereas ad means... Additional. Yes. Right? Like, yes. So it's so more adhesive. adhesive. Yeah. Yeah. So adhesive means to stick then. So pressurized adhesive would mean pressurized, no sticky stick. For meals. So I like that better. P N S S. Um well that that really okay. Um I don't like the I don't like the you know that the article in there for. I wish it was an actual um you know, whatever. Um what's the word? What am I trying to say? Uh if that if that was it, you want it to be Pafum. Pafum. Pafum cooking spray. Well, no, no, no. I just I like when what's what am I uh, what am I trying to say? When Pam. Pam is a uh, acronym. An acronym. Sorry, cut that. I'm gonna sound like an idiot. Um, I like when an acronym doesn't have articles in there, even though it's right. fine for them to be in there. Just, it's just more aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. You're Particulate. an acronym Yes. I don't like meddling with those other acronyms with their well, articles. I um, always hate to see the clever acronym where they clearly just made in a long gated name for something so that they could actually yes. spell a, a word. The acronym. Yes. yes. Yeah. You know what that yeah. means? Somebody really wanted that word to spell sheep. <laughs> the MCU. Hey, this is like Which a is uh, a uh, this is like a communal uh, nitpick we're doing here. There you go. <laughs> we, we all have big uh, <laughs> we all have big acronym problems and issues. Right, so um, are, are you going? I don't with, like uh, I don't like articles. Michael doesn't like the acronym when it's made before the words that are in the acronym. It's like Creed spelling out for like Bow Body. Is what it's a What's the first B in Bow Body? doing we're making acronyms um yeah particulate aerosol manufacturer but i guess the company is pam or you know the label was probably before they were absorbed the thing is we've got a local company pam and it's a trucking company so yeah it's got got two m's their headquarters is in uh asylum 
not uh, you know what I, I, I mean like competing with jb hunt locally i just feel yeah. like that's a that's a heavy lift <sighs> I, I i learned something i'm gonna stick with what i learned i'm gonna go with b pressurized adhesive for meals meals so that rounds out cameron's team uh, cameron it also means if you read your letters in order for the questions your answers spell a bad <laughs> it's a we'll bad, it might be a bad draft a bad. it's gonna be a bad draft <laughs> we get to the end yeah now paul being uh part swedish i saw abba Ab- yes abba <laughs> abba d and yeah. what happens when you go to an ABBA concert? You've been ABBA'd. So there you go. <laughs> Either you're going to be the dancing queen or you're going to have a bad draft. That's uh, that's the outcomes on the table. God. I never thought I'd say this, but I hope I'm the dancing queen. <laughs> Mike, I didn't realize you were Swedish. I'm part Swedish. We talk about it on the IKEA draft. We talk about some... it pretty often, actually. I'm yeah. surprised it hasn't come up. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Sweden. And I've never been Scandinavia never been. in general. Yeah, I don't I'm know if you see too. my skin, but um, I have no like zero. Or, can you have negative melanin? Um, I I am made for snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Scandinavia. Like wow, well, I've ever once you're there, like you learn how to efficiently battle yeah, the cold. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I, I like Scandinavia. I like, it seems like they, they're really on top of their things over there. Um, you know, very responsible. I'm always reading something about like, Oh, look, there looks like they, they planted a field with trash or something. You know, I don't know. It's always something like that. They're always doing something, <laughs> you know, they, 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 put, they built a whole space station out of like, you know, Tulips. plastic from the Pacific, you know, it's something like that. Um, but we'll I, save it until we're drafting countries to combine together into one big country. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I mean, my but reasoning I, is that my first American doll, girl doll was Kirsten, and she is Swedish. Oh, cool. So yeah, well. I have, plus teaching, we did Norway as a country study with the girls last year, and it's just beautiful. Like, the, the history and yeah, just their, their mythology is pretty. I, just, mm-hmm, I love it all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I, so I, I like the countries but something tells me that as great as they might be they just don't seem like and i might be wrong and i'm definitely being prejudiced here i feel like they would be like you're crazy you want to have a good time too much we're just here to live and go to work and eat and you know catch a movie once in a while and then like i feel like they would live a pretty toned down lifestyle and i don't know if i could acclimate to that that would be my my concern you know hey where's the they have a lot of reindeer i will say that my (laughs) boy but could you make cheese could you make cheese (laughs) because i strongly considered the reindeer milk one not to sway you i i am actually leaning toward that one and i considered it so i i mentioned that there were several possible answers for this one that just I couldn't rule out and that was one of them uh you said that you don't think the sock is a tomaton or tomaton um I mean I've only read articles from the intimacy coordinator for Bridgerton so take mm-hmm. that for what it is 
but she never mm-hmm. mentioned that. <laughs> she did not discuss. She did yeah. not bring that up. <laughs> let's let's go with uh, C here. I feel like maybe there's one of those circles over one of the A's, and it's actually a Scandinavian <laughs> word. Tomatan. <laughs> Uh, it could Michael, have been a piece picked, of Ikea furniture. It might have you picked D. You could have been a cat dada. That's right. You, you, had, a, you had a chance between kata and dada. And kata. I guess a kata is a cat dad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So the one uh, not selected on that one was the flesh-colored sock worn by actors when filming nude scenes. And Elena, that leaves you to round out the draft by selecting whether Elham Sadat Asgari uh, swam 4.2 kilometers while wearing nothing or a backpack full of beanie babies. So there's a right pick here. I'm going to see if you're going to make it. Okay, so funnily enough, my preferred answer was going to be handcuffs, which is what Cam took in the very first draft. But the more I thought about it, the answer that I want it to be is Beanie Babies. So I'm going to go with B. And I know that's the unconventional choice, but I was more swayed to it. First off, I was a beanie collector, so I have a soft spot for Beanie Babies. And I just think it would be funny if he swam a football field and back five times with Beanie Babies on his back. Michael mentioned that we don't know what year this happened. So what if this was in the 90s and Beanie Babies were a big deal? And he was like, I'm going to stuff a whole bunch of them into this bag and then I'm going to swim. It's true because it's not a like point. a distance that is so incredible in itself. Yeah. You know, point. that's something a triathlete would yeah. do easily. So putting a bag of Beanie Babies on your back is going to get the news team yeah. to, to right. follow you. And the more I <laughs> think about it, swimming with handcuffs, I mean that that's a that's a that's a feat, but also it sounds like a great way to die. What's this one? The one where you leap breast, out of the water. Breaststroke. I I feel like you could do that with the handcuffs. Well, but well, no, but you gotta like. Well, no, that's not a breaststroke. I don't know how to keep your hands you contained. Out to the side. Yeah. There's one know. where you're doing. Uh, our listeners oh, can't watch me. Yes, I know mine, which one. <laughs> but you're the, the dolphin-like up. swim. Yes, sure. yes, 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 yes. Huh. No, Elena, I was going to say this is the right pick this late in the game. B, nothing is not, it's not, C, nothing is, isn't exciting. I mean, anybody can swim naked. It's nothing. It's not a great answer. I would hope Paul does not have C be the right answer. So I think you're, you're, you're on the right track with B, um, given what's left. And then you're, you're, did we say it was in the 90s or what? We We didn't say. We didn't say. Solely Uh, speculation. I can tell you. The swim took place in 2013. Dang it. So okay, that, well, that kills some around. less confident. Yeah, but what if people, she just had people... a bunch left over from the 90s and had no idea? <laughs> like, but but also, I, could, I could take them out of the case and jump in the ocean with them now. Why would are... you wait until 2013 to swim naked? Surely someone has thought to do that surely, before surely. 2013. And, Unless and they only piece, made it three... four kilometers. Three-piece suits haven't been around for decades. So, I mean, uh, I think... Uh, 
Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they found one at a thrift store and we're like, I'm going to wear this while swimming. <laughs> yes. sounds, sounds about as plausible as also, the rest. Yeah. I couldn't pick one more C. I, I, had, <laughs> I needed to ease oh, it out a little bit. <laughs> oh. B, C, 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 B. You've got some symmetry with the um, uh, palindromic answer here. Yeah. Uh, answer sheet here. All right. So. I will say we have five questions, five answers left on the board. The house did not win today. There is only Ooh. one correct answer that was not drafted. Oh, wow. oh we man. Missed one. So you did miss one. No. Oh, um, Between all way, three of us. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to slowly reveal some of the answers here. One at a time, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Save uh, that say, one for last, I think. Yes. Oh, no, wait, he'll wait, skip the, it. So we'll no, know. No, no, no. Here, I'm, I've got, all right, we're going to, no, I'm, I'm going to start with, we're already talking about it. I'm going to start with the okay. swimming one. Um, Cameron, you had that one correct. It is with handcuffs. Dang it. So Elham Sadat Asghari is an Iranian woman. So my thought process here was, um, I thought maybe Ooh. the Beanie Babies would sound so specific, you would be like, that seems like an unnecessary detail to add if you were making it up. And so maybe that would lean someone to the answer. The three-piece suit I added because I, I knew um, we would not probably have a basis on the gender of Iranian names. So you would not know if this was a male or female swimmer. Um, and then handcuffs or nothing. So she swam in handcuffs. And also as an Iranian woman, she has to wear a custom hijab bathing suit that actually apparently adds a lot of weight to her so she's got extra weight and in handcuffs made it 4.2 kilometers in terms of the uh record-breaking naked swims i i don't think there is an established record for distance while nude the record is how many nude swimmers you have in one area at once <laughs> and it looks like the current record is about uh, 789 oh nude swimmers in one place so that is the, hopefully uh, they were uh, wearing their tomatin. The answer there. I am okay. In. Can can I say I feel a little bad for assuming that that was a male name? Okay, you 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 went well. I mean, think that's that's our that's I, our male yeah. society subconscious bias is what that is. You know, I don't. I mean, I had no reason. I honestly, oh, yeah. I don't I mean, know what you know. the naming conventions are, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's that's on me for not knowing. But I did. I did assume that that was a male name. And I am now immensely more impressed. Not only one was it handcuffs, which again, sounds like a great way to die. Two, she was wearing a hijab. What? Ma'am. Damn. Well, is it possible? Did she die at 4.4 kilometers? Or? She, she best did, not have. She did not. She okay. is uh, alive. She also has apparently set another record uh for a 40 kilometer swim but that is not established enough for guinness to recognize it i don't know that one was not in handcuffs so i don't know if that was just straight distance or what it was but I was there impressed. some sort of yeah was there some sort of political aspect to it i don't i don't think so so she's doing all of this in the caspian sea and apparently she just loves swimming she started swimming at a very young age and uh, i had a girl set swimming records like, that's that's bad bitch energy right there. Nicely done. All right. So I'll say as we're going here, um, I'm not going to say who. We do have a winner. 
um, two to one to one. So we'll see who the winner is as we sort of go up. Uh, gotcha. Next question, Margaret Howe Lovett. Um, so Cameron guessed a woman who rode with Paul Revere. Elena guessed the medieval English woman who conned nobles into buying dog urine. And Michael guessed the inventor of lifesavers. Uh, this is the question the house won. No. It was actually a naturalist. Uh, NASA <sighs> believed that dolphins were intelligent enough and had the correct physiology that they could learn to talk to people back and forth. In the 1960s, they funded Margaret Lovett. They built a special house so that the house would basically be like two levels and the bottom level was flooded. And she just, they were like, you just live in a house with dolphins and talk to them and you'll teach them to speak English. And she was there for a couple of months and the dolphins did not learn to speak English. Okay. Did we watch a show? (laughs) Who watched a show? A, A creepy show. She had a chip in her brain uh, and they were speaking to a dolphin. I don't remember it. Was it, it, it that was, the one that was made by like BYU TV? No, no, one? it's the girl from How I Met Your Mother. She plays. Oh, no, mother. we watched the one where she has a chip in her. Oh, yeah, she, there's yes. a dolphin and she does and talk, talk to a dolphin. To a dolphin. And, for love. and the entire thing was like they were teaching it to communicate. Yeah, and made for love. She, she was like, that's, to a dolphin. that's it. Yeah, made for love. Okay. Yeah. That I wonder if nice. they were referencing this real lady. So that was my second favorite answer. So the other, uh, the other answers, medieval English woman, I just straight made that one up because it sounded like something funny that I wish had happened and may have happened. I don't know, but because oh. you live with me, it was a trick. I knew it was a trick. It's Israel Keys all over again. <laughs> the inventor of lifesavers. So I just looked up lifesavers candy. And Ed Condor is a combination of the two men. I just put their names together who invented. But I will say, Cameron, to make one correction to you, Lifesavers is currently owned by Mars. Well, that's because I think they're owned by Wrigley. Yes, they are owned now, by Wrigley. Now owned by Mars. by Mars. Yeah. Uh, but not originally sold to Mars. Yeah. Right. So there yeah. was a, but yeah, there was no theft in the creation of Lifesavers. Instead, they were created to be a candy that would not um, melt because they were more solid than chocolate candy. They just get sticky. And then the 16-year-old girl who rode with Paul Revere. So initially, this question was going to be, who was Sybil Luddington, who is rumored to have been a girl uh, who rode with Paul Revere and rode longer than Paul Revere and made extra stops that he didn't make. But then I looked it up, and it looks like that's a myth that was made up by someone who just said, Hey, look, I found this diary from my grandfather and our, yeah. this person, our family did this and they made a bunch of tourist stops in the towns where she supposedly stopped. But then a bunch of historians looked into it and they were like, there are zero records that this happened. So you can find statues of Sybil Luddington riding side saddle with notes about her being with Paul Revere. But I didn't want to go with that one because all historical signs point to that being a fiction so so cameron uh, wasn't entirely wrong no cameron i probably heard that yeah for all right next we're going with the pam cooking spray this one i don't have to explain the extra answers as much because i just made up things that would fit into the acronym uh but uh what we've got is cameron said okay go ahead 
Go ahead. What were you going to say? Do, do, do it your way. Okay. No, I was going to say, you should just slowly eliminate this all at a time. Okay. Well, I, I was going to read. So Cameron said pressurized adhesive for meals. Michael said um, premier atomized margarine. And Elena said product of Arthur Meyerhoff. Uh, Michael was incorrect on this one. As was Cameron. Elena, you had the correct idea. It was yeah, yeah, product yeah, of yeah. Arthur. There you go. Meyerhoff. So yeah, you guys <laughs> immediately at first round had a couple of correct answers come off the board. Yeah. So I was yeah. a little worried you were going to run the table straight uh, in the first like two rounds. But yeah. Um, yeah. Now I need to know what the story was behind choosing the acronym. Like, what do you mean? Oh, did he want to yeah, call so it someone? I'm, I'm a little con- so I, I've only read the Wikipedia, but I'm a little confused. Because there's two men who had like the biggest stake in getting Pam cooking spray to market. And Arthur Meyerhoff is the one that didn't really seem to do anything. Basically, it says Arthur Meyerhoff and this other dude came up with Pam cooking spray. And then the other guy was the one who sold it, marketed it, like got it, manufactured, did everything. But Meyerhoff's is the one with the name on the box. So Maybe it was initially his idea. I didn't see any more details on that. But yes, product of Arthur Meyerhoff is uh, is the one. But I was proud of coming up with pressurized adhesive for meals because I thought that one sounded the most legit. Of uh, yep, I like that one. And you educated us. We learned what adhesive is. All right. So number two, what year was the first vending machine invented? This one um, said, you know, the house didn't get any more correct. So we know it's not 1947. It was not invented post-World War II here. Um, So it's either 1856, which uh, was um, Elena's answer, 743, which was Cameron's answer, or 50 BCE, which was Michael's answer. Um, So I'll say, Cameron, yours is too modern. um, And so is yours, Elena. So Michael... I was not counting on somebody having no. seen this fact in a video, uh, but you are absolutely correct. Hero of Alexandria created a vending machine to put in the temple to dispense holy water. And you would put, just like you described, a coin in the top. It would push a lever down and it would dispense holy water until the point when the coin slid off of the lever and then it would pop back up and um, you would... Uh, you would then it would stop dispensing the whole that's Nerd. amazing michael yeah. so. i was astounded at how clever this was and it was over two thousand years ago so all of our all of our first round guesses were right then is that right michael didn't you pick yeah. this one first yeah yep, he did. Yeah. Wow. You, you, you guys took three correct answers off the board immediately Good and job then, we, then we then we spent an hour <laughs> and then we just acting like we knew the possible <laughs> answers <laughs> right so y'all weren't counting on me following accounts that feature uh, automata and things of that nature. Cause I, I follow several people that make uh, new sculptures that use old mechanisms. And I think that might've been one of their features. Gotcha. They're talking about how cool this thing was. So it all comes down to the automaton. Did you, do you follow any automaton? <laughs> so, None That's of you good, guessed good the flesh-colored sock. 
Um, so you were correct. That is a thing that exists. Uh, I just, I don't think it has a name. So I just added a thing that was real to see if that would throw anyone off. Of the remaining options, we've got the round auto-inflating tube used to travel downhill during mountain rescues and the block of cheese made from reindeer milk. And I will point out, right, somebody has two correct. So somebody's going to win the game. I'll start uh, with Cameron. The round auto-inflating tube used to travel downhill during mountain rescues. Cameron, I added a lot of details to that, hoping it would throw someone off. That is an invention of mine. Sorry, I, I think it's true though. And that but if you if you invent it and you name it that, it will be true. It will be true. Cameron's out of spite going to invent I want to ride down a mountain hugging a St. Bernard. I think you need to patent this, Paul, right now. There you go. Before we actually air this episode. <laughs> well, I think we need to figure out if it's actually useful for saving people before we before we patent. Hey, you have to get them downhill somehow. That's true. And a helicopter is not always the option. That's true. All right, so it comes down to two edible answers. Is the Tomaton a block of cheese made from reindeer milk or a robot that feeds you tomatoes? So I guess since I uh Yeah, I'm, which I'm which are you board. going with, Cameron? Oh I'm gonna go with B because I've never really heard of blocks of cheese made from other things as being named uniquely. Okay. Okay, so I I also want to weigh in here and say that I'm going. It it does sound like tomato, and it sounds kind of like Bodie McBoatface if we're going that route. And tomato. When you said automata, right? Like automaton, Mm -hmm. right? So I mean, I I get it. It kind of makes sense. Does sound kind of robotic. Yeah. So this is a product. Uh, for people who are running long distances, they use it. And it was invented in Japan. So it's a robot. It is a robot. It's a large red rectangular robot. It was invented by a company as a promotion. And they had a person do long distance running while wearing it. And it basically is a box with two arms and it just puts a tomato down into your mouth while you're running. So you just eat tomatoes while you're jogging. The is that so the best are. food for jogging? I'm, I'm not sure. Listeners, you should look at the picture of the tomatom <laughs> when you have a chance. Um, yeah, so that's why I, I tried to be cagey on the pronunciation because it is a pun. Oh my god. <laughs> it's got a tomato it looks like a to- face and a box. It's a tomato with eyes. And the guys. tomatoes come out of its mouth and then it has metallic arms that and it's got oh. legs wrapped around his shoulders like a kid yeah. piggybacking. Yeah, like, <laughs> so you piggyback the tomaton and um uh yeah, I, I guess this one's an earlier prototype, but here so here's much the more runner boring. on the street eating a tomato from the tomatoc dude this is like a horror movie <laughs> whereas okay okay what what are your hands doing while you're jogging that Not you bad. can't pull a tomato out of a fanny pack jazz hands <laughs> jazz hands in case you're so tired your arms can't go above your shoulders to feed you but you need more energy via the tomato everyone's it, favorite jogging snack it's the face though okay that 
<laughs> that is a the, horrifying. The look. face. I, I'm. For listeners, it's not smiling. It's not. It is. It is it's, a horizontal black rectangle. Oh, and it widens at some point. Well, I think. Yeah. Well, okay. I thought maybe the mouth was where the tomatoes came out of, but the arms clearly go to its back. It gets it from the back, yeah. Tomatoes. So the Why mouth is the mouth just open? aesthetic. To scare you? To scare the other runners? <laughs> Does it scream? It kind of looks like it would just scream. It looks so, like a child sitting on someone's shoulders. Yeah. Growing if the tomatoes. Idea is to... <laughs> maybe it has to discard the old tomato. Oh yeah, just chuck the old one in the mouth yeah. and then it, it's yeah. a snack. Mm. After you get a snack. Yeah, it's not facing the right direction if it's trying to scare other runners. <laughs> Unless he's really bad at running and he's always in last place. Yeah, but who's looking behind him? Well, yeah, but if you just heard something screaming and it got your attention <laughs> and then you turn around and this thing was coming at you, I think you can True. See. I would get out of way. so there you go listeners i'll i'll try and put a picture of the tomaton onto the uh, instagram page after this episode is released but how did you find him uh a lot of googling that has probably put me on a list for now. <laughs> all, right. all right so listeners there you have it elena is the winner of our trivia showdown so when, oh, when's the trivia draft uh, this is one we could do another one in the future if people liked it, people thought this was fun. So uh, let us know. Uh, obviously, normally, listeners, what we would do now is recap our teams and ask you to vote for which team you thought the best. Like our other competition ones, obviously, there is a set winner for this one. Uh, what I will say is you can vote on who you think had the best strategy in the draft. And then for the open-ended question will still have something there for you to comment on. Um, you know, maybe what do you think the flesh-colored sock should be named or something like that. That could be one. We could also ask, who do you think had the best wrong logic? There you That's go. That's a good yeah. way. That's yeah. a good which one. Logic, yeah. Which logic swayed you to an answer that ended up being incorrect? So there will be something, if you answer that question, uh, again, we can read it for question and answer time or post it on Spotify for other people to take a look. The other ways that you can engage with the show that are really helpful for us, if you give us a five-star review, uh, that helps us get into the algorithm, potentially get some more listeners. Uh, that's another thing. If we get some re written reviews on like Apple Podcasts or something, uh, we can read those out in the future as well. So leave a comment if you're leaving a review so we can take a look at that. Uh, as always, you can vote, um, as I said, for those things we'll put up or comment in Spotify. Right now, because we're on Anchor, everything runs through the Spotify mobile app. Um, but if you're not listening on Spotify, but you do have the app, there's a link in the episode description you can click on and get to that page where all of the votes and everything take place. Uh, other than that, uh, we'd appreciate it if you could share this episode or anything from our back catalog. Um, you know, we've got everything from Christmas toys to pizza toppings to uh, movies, movie trilogies in the back catalog. Whatever you're interested in, we've done a draft on it. Check it out. Share it with a friend. You can also vote the winners. So uh, this is also the time of the show we would normally have alternates. We don't have any alternates for this type of episode. So before we conclude things, guys, any parting comments, thoughts? 
some nice creativity on on your answers, Paul. A lot of things that sound plausible. Yeah. And yet you I, still, uh, still ran the table in the first round. Yeah, I think that's that says something. Hey, can you put the sheet back up real fast? Oh, yeah. I just closed it. Because I think I have disappointed us all more than Michael or Elena because if I'm trying to remember the order that this all went down in, um, I think only I made a pick on a question where nobody had picked yet and I picked the wrong answer. Um, did that did that happen for somebody else? What do you mean? So so number one, I had the first pick and I was wrong. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no question number one. Question number one. Oh, I yeah. picked, no, four, I, because I picked. Oh, I picked, you did too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The gotcha. dog pee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I don't feel as bad anymore. Here you go. All right. Well, Elena, thank you for coming back on. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Elena and I like to do trivia nights at places, so I thought she would have fun with the trivia episode there. So um, check out again the episodes from uh, uh, the Elena back catalog. We've got serial killers to Disney characters, so there's a, a variety of options to choose from there. Other than that, listeners, thanks for tuning into this one. Our guests tend to have pretty good luck on here, so congrats to Elena. And uh, I think there have been several winners uh, guesting on the show, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, well, um, we've, had, we've had a good run of guests winning the votes. Mm-hmm. In terms of the competition-like drafts... Uh, well, we've only had... How yeah, many of those have we had? We, we've had three now. Okay. And Gentry could have won the all-time box office draft, but he decided not to take Gone with the Wind, even though he Ooh. knew that was the right answer. For some reason, he thought it would be more fun to not take it, he said. And so <laughs> uh, he made a strategic error because that was what carried me to winning that episode. Yeah, was basically yeah. just and that. If I had it to do again, and I got some things working up in the background, um, I would get rid of those obvious first answers for things that are a list yeah you know to make it a little more fair yeah so uh and then who ended up winning the birthday episode cameron oh holly well holly Holly by default yeah (laughs) so Um, uh, the next one will be much less able to her to just know know what i like (laughs) be living in the same house and to to be fair you weren't going to let her compete until uh, Until, other people yeah, had to drop and then yeah. we needed an, another uh, drafter there so so yeah I'd, I'd say two two out of three of the competition style ones guests have won so you're right mike that's a 66 percent win rate there for the guests congrats elena and for all those listeners we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this trivial episode of What's on Your Craft.